0: Africa Link. It's been a week of football fanfare at the Africa Cup of Nations, Afcon, taking place in Abidja, Ivory Coast. The start of the tournament, however, saw many teams register draws. The draws dent their hopes of automatic qualification from group stages. African football giants like Ghana and Nigeria are struggling beneath the weight of Afcon history. Top teams like Morocco's Atlas Lions and Sadio Mane's Senegal, the Lions of Teranga, have already made a statement at the tournament, registering wins at their first games. In this week's special edition of Story of the Week, we will focus on the tournament's major highlights and also hear from the fans. I'm your host, Isaac Mugabe. But first, Jenny Nghi will bring us the news in brief.
1: DW News. Welcome to the news. My name is Jen Yingi. Israel is pressing on with operations in Gaza in defiance of calls from the United States to scale back its offensive. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has again insisted Israel will not stop the fighting in Gaza until it has destroyed Hamas, which several countries classify as a terrorist organization. Netanyahu has rejected calls by the U.S., to plan for a future Palestinian state once the war is over.
2: In any arrangement, whether there is an accord or not, the Israeli state must have security control over all the territory west of the Jordan River. But that clashes with the principle of Palestinian sovereignty. So what can I say? I've told our American friends this truth. I've also stopped the attempt to impose a reality on us that would harm Israel's security. An Israeli Prime Minister should be able to say no, even to our best friends. No when necessary, yes when possible.
1: Yemen's Houthi rebels have launched a fresh missile attack on an American-owned ship in the Red Sea. No damage or injuries were reported. The Iran-backed militia has been targeting shipping in the waterway since November, saying it's acting in solidarity with the Palestinians. In Russia, protests over the jailing of a local activist have spread to the regional capital. Police arrested protesters during a rally in Ufa in the Central Russian Republic of Bashkotostan. Activist Afail Asinav was sentenced to four years in prison for allegedly inciting hatred. He's been campaigning for the protection of the local Bashkir language. DW's jury Rushenko in Latvia with more on the Russia protests.
2: The protesters today tried not to provoke the police in any way, for example, not even to show that they came to the protest because it's dangerous in Russia. Instead, they came up with uh, creative tricks such as taking each other's
1: hands and dancing around, trying not to gather in one place. And to... At the beginning at the action police, uh, of the action police officers selectively checked people's documents and warned them of responsibility for uh, illegal action. This news is coming to you from DW in Bonn, Germany. The long-awaited trial of a child soldier turned commander in the notorious Lord's Resistance Army has begun in Uganda. Thomas Coelho faces more than 90 charges, including murder, rape, and the recruitment of child soldiers. He becomes the first LRA commander to be tried by a Ugandan court, marking a watershed moment for the country's judicial system. And South Africa's government is trying to stop a controversial auction of 70 personal items belonging to Nelson Mandela. They include a set of hearing aids, an ID card, gifts from the world leaders, and some of the first Democratic president's clothing, such as his statement Madiba shirt. His eldest daughter, Makaziwe Mandela, is auctioning the items in the U.S. For more news and information, head on to our website, dwcom forward slash Africa my name is Jen Nyingi.
0: Thanks, Jen Nyingi, for the world news and welcome to the story of the week. I'm your host, Isaac Mugabe. It's been a busy and tense week for teams participating at the Africa Cup of Nations tournament in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. However, we can't kick off the show without a brief background of the Afcon tournament. My producer, Bubak Jallo prepare this for you
3: right Isaac sometimes we forget that not everyone knows exactly what afcon is but here is an explanation for you for starters the african cup of nations sometimes referred to as the total energy africa cup of nations for sponsorship reasons or simply afcon or can is the main international men's association football competition in africa it is africa's biggest event and it is sanctioned by the confederation of africa Football Cup and was first held in 1957. Since 1968, it has been held every two years, switching to odd numbered years in 2013. Egypt, Cameroon, and Ghana are the most successful with seven, five, and four titles, respectively. This year's tournament was originally scheduled for June last year, but Put back six months because of the fear of the impact of the rainy season, and now falls again in the middle of the league season in Europe to the consternation of many coaches.
0: Now that you know its inception, let's delve into the tournament. At this year's AFCON in Abidjan, there were more draws at the group stage than has been in the past tournaments. Only five teams were able to win their first games. The teams are Senegal, Morocco, Verde, Nigeria, and Namibia. Giants like Ghana's Black Stars lost their opening match and were held to a draw by Egypt on Thursday, that's last evening in the capital craft fans were not entirely contented with the performance as a correspondent azakalichi found out oh they've done well they did well great match and mm. uh, well, a very good performance so oh, they mm. did well but in general in terms of performance so far in the competition Oh, no not general today just today today they are doing well mm. it's a great match okay. what the do record. you want them to do to in the next match the same selection i think it's good we have to keep the same selection the same formation Everything will work out for us. Mm. I think we are doing well. We are now getting into the game. So they should allow us to enjoy it. Yes, yes. We, will enjoy, we, will, we will qualify. Yes, yes. Yeah. Actually, beginning, I didn't believe in us. But the match I watched today, I trust Ghana to go uh, far. What do you make of the
4: team? Yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> why, are you, why are you disappointed?
0: I think we should win this game. This is a must win game. We should win this game. Mm. But
4: in general, in terms of performance so far, what do you in make this
0: of this there, there is an improvement in today's game. Mm. What, what do you want him to do more? Um, I think they should win the next match, then we'll see whether the calculation will, will help us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What do you make of the Blasters? Oh, so far, so good. The boys have done well, but just a petty, petty mistake that came on. So we are praying for our next match. We have to do best. Okay, and in terms
4: of the general performance so far in, in the tournament. tournament? Oh, the performance is good, but because of our mistakes, that's much more mistake bring all this. So we are
3: praying for the next match.
4: Okay, and you are hopeful that the team will do well in, uh, and qualify.
3: Oh, if we are going to try to continue prove ourselves high, we are going to go far. Okay. Yeah.
0: Those are Ghanaian fans speaking to our correspondent in Accra, Isaac Kalechi. And in case you're just joining us, you're listening to Africa Link's Story of the Week. I'm your host, Isaac Mugabe. Talking Sport. Well, still on Ghana's Black Stars, needless to say that the 42-year Afcon drought has left Ghanaians nostalgic for glories past Ghana's shock defeat to Cap Verde has further dimmed fans' hopes of ending a trophy drought that dates back to 1982. For many Ghanaians, the Black Stars have looked unrecognizable in recent years, from being a team that once oozed class on the pitch, reaching the semi-final of every Afcon from 2008 to 2017, and qualifying for three successive World Cups in 2006. 2010 and 2014, the national team is currently a characterless unit that no longer strikes fear in its opponents. But Ghana's head coach Chris Hofton, his players like Daniel Amate and Antoine Semenyo, are confident that the team will bounce back.
2: No, listen, we're up against one of the favourites in uh, Egypt. So that that being the case, I thought our performance was excellent. I thought it was a game we deserved to win. Um, but uh, Egypt are a quality team with quality players and they, ab- they were able to capitalize on the mistakes that we made. Um, we need to put in the same performance in our next game to give us a chance of going through.
3: I don't know what to say now uh, because I know it's a tough game for us and uh, we, got, we need this win so we can have confidence more in this in this tournament. But I think even the draw, I don't say it's bad, it's okay for us for next game yeah i can't say anything now
1: the
3: most important monday just yes, we have to win stay focused work hard and win because i can say that we are going to qualify
1: um yeah we know it's going to be a tough game i mean egypt are, are good they've got star players um but we knew that we needed to get a point or a win so i mean yeah it was a, it was a tough game I mean we'll take the point
0: Make your voice count. Join DW Africa on Facebook and comment on the stories there. You could get a mention on Africa Link, which broadcasts live on Facebook. That's DW Africa. Well, the arch rivals Nigeria are on the better side of things, having drawn with Equatorial Guinea in the opening match, but were able to redeem themselves and beat hosts Ivory Coast one goal to nil. The Super Eagles fans who accompanied their team at the tournament in Abidjan are ecstatic after that match needed win. The
3: same tension, the same heart attack, but positive result at the end of the day. At least I can go with that for the meantime, but we have a lot, a lot of lapses in the game. First of all, I will start with the kind of squad we went into this tournament with. Nobody that is prepared to win a tournament goes into the tournament with that kind of squad. A tournament with more or less like no midfielders, not to talk of options in the midfield. I'm very happy because we need three points. We draw for our last match, so as we draw this one or lose, all more, we don't go happy. We know if you go anywhere, but as we win this match for 1-0, I they show me. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Well, this is my first time watching the Super Eagles, and I don't think they did bad. After all, they
1: got the three points. So
0: let's wait for the better result next time. Those were Nigerian football fans at the AFCON in Abidjan. Well, we invited our reporter in Abidjan, Samson Omale, to help us analyze this year's AFCON tournament. Samson, thank you so much for joining me for the analysis on the AFCON. Thank you very much Isaac for inviting me and of course I'm glad to be part of the story of the week special edition on the African Cup of Nations. To begin with what have been the major highlights this week at the African tournament in Abidjan? I must say that um, with every team having played once at the African Cup
4: of Nations, we've seen the end of round one marches and we're already into the round two marches in the group stages. Now, one key thing stood out this week that there are no more small teams or less fancy teams in the African Cup of Nations. Now, this year, there are no double turns. Every side had prior experience at the African Cup of Nations compared to the 2021 edition in Cameroon where you had the likes of Madagascar, Comoro. I <laughs> you know picking points you know at the very high table during that tournament now that has changed with Namibia dispatching perennial slow starters Tunisia for their first ever victory enjoying more attempts on goal than their more illustrious opponents while Cape Verde um, enjoyed more possession than Ghana and of course uh, they went ahead to win them 2-1 and that was the story of the week if you ask me now Mauritania pushed Burkina Faso to the last only losing to Bertrand Tauri's 96th minute winner and for Mozambique they led Egypt despite falling behind at the second minute before Mohamed Salah salvaged a 2-2 draw with a 97th minute penalty so if you look at all of this it means the lesser fancied teams are shining brighter than before uh, with technical qualities and greater tactical runs helping the Minos express themselves like never before and I think that's been one of the major highlights uh, for the africa cup of nations in the first week of the tournament and we hope to see more going into the second week and of course as we begin to uh, see teams shape up for who will be in the knockout stages of
0: the tournament let's talk about the two main showdowns last evening starting with hosts ivory coast and Nigeria super egos Earlier, you had spoken to Ivorian fans who were confident that their team would hammer Nigeria, which wasn't the case. They must be disappointed, aren't they, Samson? Well, walk us through that game. No doubt the fans were very optimistic. As a
4: matter of fact, you talk to any Ivorian, they were very much prepared, they were very much confident that going into that game against the super egos of Nigeria, they were going to win it. Some said as much as 5 1, some even predicted 4 1, 3 0. Those were the score lines the fans had on their minds. But when the game started, it was obvious that the two sides were a good match for themselves. Um, I want to quickly Add here that um, goalkeeping has been one of Nigeria's. Um perennial problems, at least in the last two, three, four years. And uh, when you have the likes of Francis Uzoho and Maduka Okoye, it was a constant frustration for the fans. Mm -hmm. But somehow, um, coach uh, Jose Pesero listened to reason. He brought in Stanley which who who seemed to have stabilized, you know, the goalkeeping department a bit. Now, yesterday, I think what happened to the Super Eagles was the fact that they had a rock-solid defense i <laughs> you so it was obvious and very clear that the defense played a huge role, you know, in keeping away the Ivorians and particularly the vice captain of the side, William Struess Ekong. I'll be talking about him very much uh, later. Uh Proved to be the solid man for the Nigerian Super Eagles. We can't forget striker Victor Simen. Now, he was awarded the official player of the match, but by rights, that should have gone to Ola know, I know was far away the very best player on the playing as a win-back in the five-man defense. He defended stoutly against Fofana, uh, yes, uh, who made inroads and made long busting runs up front to support the attack. Uh, for Victor Simen, he wanted that goal. Now, two matches in, he's not been able to score, but he got that penalty uh, right in the box uh, that got William Strauss erkong a defender, coming in to slot uh, that penalty right behind the goal. And that made the whole difference in the game yesterday. There were over 49,000 people in that stadium. Uh, Most of them Ivorians. They gave the support to the elephants. But that support wasn't just enough to push uh, their players uh, to get that needed win. And so it opens Group A to a final battle on the final day of the group marches. uh, Where either Equatorial Guinea, uh, the host Cordova or Nigeria can lay claim to want to get into the second round of the competition without much hassle.
0: Now, the other big match of the day was between Ghana's Black Stars against the Pharaohs of Egypt. It was a do-or-die for Ghana, which couldn't hold on to its win. What happened and what were your takeaways? No doubt, Isaac, Thursday's Group B game at the start,
4: Felix Hofir and Bueni Stadium sparked into life on the stroke of half-time when just 53 seconds after Egypt's star man... Uh, Mohamed Salah uh, was struck off with an apparent hamstring issue. The drudgery of the first half made for a frantic second period. However, with these goals in the space of 5 minutes and 10 seconds, seeing the pendulum swing back and forth, it goes to show you how the blasters of Ghana can apparently see things moving in their favor, but again cannot hold on to their own. Twice taking the lead and of course, Twice having to concede goals in the most um, unfortunate and most uh, very pathetic manner, and of course, uh, coming back to draw um, against Egypt is not something that the Ghanaians will wish, especially coming off uh, their game with Cape Verde, where they had uh, uh, had, had lost that game. Uh, you would think that they will come into this game uh, with winning in their mind. Uh, the Ghanaians will look like they' be on their way out but the black stars may have to win their last group match against mozambique if they have to have any shade of anything to qualify for the next round
0: ghana's performance this week has left fans worried about the future of football in ghana so how can the black stars regain their past glory. Well, what's happening to the Black
4: Stars is not something that is really very strange. Some other very big teams are also suffering the same fate if you recall. Um, the Super Eagles of Nigeria couldn't get to the uh, last World Cup. Look at South Africa. South Africa is really really struggling, right? So and it just goes to show that African football has developed, has developed into such a a, a level where the likes of Cape Verde can pull up a win, where the likes of Namibia can pull up a win. I against the big names, you know, apparently on the continent. So for Ghana, I think there's a whole lot. I mean, they've been able to um, get their technical, you know, aspect right by hiring Chris Hunton, but it appears that isn't really working for them right now. And then, of course, don't forget that they also have their stars, like Thomas Partey, who is injured. He plays for Arsenal. I mean, if he was part of the team, no doubt he would have brought in some measure of you know, uh, addition and contribution that will have helped the black stars. So it's um, getting a lot of things right um, from football administration uh, to player selection and, of course, to nurturing talent, which is something that some of the big nations like Ghana and Nigeria are beginning to jettison. But if they must restore themselves to that um, glory days, then they must go back to the basics because, again, the football is changing, and as it's changing, a lot of things uh, are are also coming with it and you don't have to sit back and think that oh you can always go there you know uh, to big tournaments like these and be able to pull up a win Um, you must do
0: something different and i think that's what the ghanaians need at the moment egypt's most seller picked up an injury which will be A concern to both the North Africans who were runners-up at the 2021 Afghan and Liverpool, given Salah's central role in their Premier League title challenge. Can Egypt pull it off without Salah? That injury that Mohamed Salah
4: picked up will be huge worry for his manager back in England, um, Jürgen Klopp, and also for his Egyptian coach, Rui Victoria. Uh, they'll be hoping that that injury is not very serious. And But again, uh, he was pulled off and all the games of uh, the Egyptian national team came in after Salah was taken off. That should tell some things about the character of the Egyptian team. One would think that that team is woven around Mohamed Salah. But here he is. He's injured just two games in. And yet they were able to uh, pull off the needed draw. Don't forget that you have the likes of El Shanawe, um, who is there for them. Uh, you have the likes of Mamouche, who was An outstanding player yesterday. And then, of course, um, Trezogets is one star that can also fill up the gaps when he's called to action. So the Egyptian team still have some solid players. uh, But how they are able to um, gel together uh, without the uh, points man, Mohamed Salah, will remain something that we'll have to look out
0: for. Fanfare, excitement, diversity are things that people have experienced at past African football tournaments. Is that the case also in Abidjan? Oh, we we'll have lots of them. The
4: fanfare is on another level. One of the things that the Ivorians have going for them is that the fans are really very interested in the games. Um, you look at the tournament so far. You look at Buake. You look at San Pedro, Kahugo, Yamashukuro, where these games are being played. Uh, fans are coming out in their numbers. They are getting excited. The fan villages are opening up, and you have fans tripping in there you walk on the streets those who couldn't get tickets to get into the stadium are having to watch it right on the streets there so uh, so that tells you that on the part of fans they are really interested. And of course the diversity is something to talk about i've seen people from um, england from france uh, from the united states i've spoken to a couple of these people who came in specifically to watch the african cup of nations so the diversity is also there and um, people are experiencing you know a different level of of, of, of fun eh? because again the football tournament is not just what happens only on the pitch of play it also um, you, you, you you also have the kind of um, interactions the friendship the sharing of the African
0: you know brotherhood Samsung fans hoping to attend games at the Africa Cup of Nations have been frustrated in their efforts to get tickets and yet matches have been played in half empty stadiums why? And what has CAF been saying about this issue? the ticketing issue is something that um, is giving CAF a lot
4: of problems now leading up to the tournament we hear these tickets will be sold online and um, many fans couldn't get those tickets these tickets were bought by some you know, some group of people who bought several of these tickets hold them like you have in any tournament or in any games and then hoping to sell it in the black market at twice the price and I think that's what is happening right now uh, to uh, the AFCA couple of nations with ticketing problems leading up to the game on Thursday and the local organizing committee had announced that they are opening up several outlets where um, they can sell this ticket but fans had to wait long hours you know to get this ticket and even the ticket when they had to wait they are not getting these tickets come through so it's it's actually frustrating and I've spoken to a few fans who have said that look if it continues they'll not bother to come to the games again yes in some of the stadium as United well it's half empty but in stadiums that um, are outside of the capital, uh, the economic capital of Abidjan, we've seen a lot of uh, people, you know, um, come in in their numbers. Maybe most likely because the stadium also is not like you have them in 60,000 capacity, 40,000 capacity.
0: Thank you, Samson O'Malley, for that insight into AFCON. more about Africa Link, go to dw.com slash Africa Link. Find out about Africa Link's partner stations. Send us your feedback and sign up for a newsletter. dw.com slash English slash newsletter. Now, when art connects with football, the results can be amazing. In the streets of Abijah, Tai Moti Niai, a musician and composer, Popularly known as extra organizes football activities that attract mostly the youth and other partygoers in Abidjan and beyond in this report by bram Postumas, Extra, like his known, shares his passion with us and what motivates him to keep going
2: even when the tide is rough. Football has been compared to ballet, and maybe sport in general is just art with rules. So it is very reasonable to expect the many art galleries dotted around Abidjan to be interested in the biggest sports event on the African calendar and they are. Et the c'est who qui aime déjà le sport, c'est déjà vu que
3: il y a la jeunesse déjà dans le quartier s'il organise un événement comme la CAN, c'est normal.
2: That's Tai Moutignay, a musician, percussionist, singer, and composer from nearby Banjerville who calls himself Extra. Extra helped organize this event in the garden of the Fakouri Gallery in the Kokodi district. The Fakouri family of Lebanese origin has left its mark on the country. This gallery was created by Cécile Fakouri in 2012, and her father in law is none other than Pierre Fakouri. Who built the giant replica of the Saint Peter Basilica in the Ivorian capital Yamoussoukro? Avec tout ce que nous avons traversé, le foot a été toujours, uh, uh, factor de cohésion sociale pour nous. Says Cheikh Sanogo, the assistant manager of Galerie Arts at the heart of the Plateau, Abidjan's business district. Indeed, when between 2002 and 2011, Cote d'Ivoire was divided into two after an army rebellion and a failed coup. It was the beautiful game that somehow held the whole country together. And this is why there is one magic formula that always returns when Ivorians discuss football. 2006 was the year Cote d'Ivoire participated for the very first time in the World Cup in Germany. The star of that event was, of course, Didier Drogba, now a football commentator on national Ivorian television. Drogba features heavily in the exposition at Rotondes des Arts, which covers some five decades of Ivorian football history and some really exquisite paintings of football scenes. However... This is the music of today. Back to the gallery garden and back to extra for explanations.
3: Okay, uh, c'est le coupé décalé d'Ivoire. Le coupé décalé, c'est la musique de la jeunesse. Donc, raison pour laquelle on a plus
0: valorisé le coupé décalé. Bon, d'accord, le sport d'abord, c'est quelque chose qui réunit d'abord. Et la musique aussi, c'est quelque chose qui rassemble. Donc, le sport et la musique.
2: C'est comme le père et la mère. Donc c'est normal que là où le sport, il y a la So while Coupe de thunders through this gallery garden, let us recapitulate. Sheikh Salogo of Rotondesar actually used the dance metaphor to describe football. Football is dance, is ballet. Thay Mutignay aka Extra thinks sports and music are like your two parents. And then we have the commentators. Aren't they poets? And that leaves us, the audience, the spectators. And as anyone who has ever been to this continent knows, spectators here never keep quiet. But this is how quiet Abidjan is after the National Eleven loser game. Never mind as the country's national anthem goes. It will all work out. The never say die spirit... Of a nation.
0: Thank you so much, Bram, for that wonderful piece on how art fuses with football to create that heavenly experience. And you've been listening to the story of the week, special edition of african tournament in Abuja on DW Africa Link. To our listeners and followers, the team at Africa Link and your story of the week producer today, Buba Jalo, says a big thank you. I'm your host, Isaac Mugabe, wishing you a splendid weekend. DW.
4: Made for minds.